Good evening, wool gatherers, and welcome to episode 136 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are reviewing the second part of the three-part rock opera from Smashing Pumpkins. It's called Autumn, and this is Act Two, uh, second entry. And if you haven't been following along, you can go to the 33 podcast and hear these released one song per week. And then once they finish all of them, they release them all onto the streaming services. So if you want to get a little sneak peek, you can check those out beforehand. I will say, and I will probably talk about this tonight, it is a much different experience listening to them all together rather than one at a time. So we're also going to play Who's That Band and try to stump Mr. Mundy, which we never do. It never happens. The man is just too darn good. And Mundy's got a surprise release that just came out and some information on an old friend, old group friend of ours. So we'll do that. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Kokomo Lantern. It's a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to sign up for all that content. And I can't do it alone. Nobody wants to hear me talk anyway. So I have somebody to join me, and it's none other than Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind, his boy and time, it's Metalhead Monday. Hey, look, everybody, there he is. Hey, I'm here. Yay, we can all celebrate now. <laughs> the crowd of one goes wild. Yeah. Oh, well. Sounds about right. <laughs> Now, now, now. Let's have a little confidence here. So, uh, what's going on? We're a little late this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff happens. People get busy. We got lives. So, got pushed back a couple days. Indeed, indeed. Well, Mr. Mundy, um, we have some news on some old friends before we get started. Do you want to bring that up? Sure. Uh, Friends of the show, Jack the Radio, great band out of North Carolina. Um, We have had their main songwriter, singer, guitar player, George, and the drummer, Kevin. We've had them both on the show. Uh, Turns out Kevin's actually from our hometown, so that was interesting. Um, But he came home to visit some family. We met up with him, so... And I am actually, my wife and I are looking to head to North Carolina at some point, hopefully go down there, meet up with them, hang out, check out a show, trying to get that all squared away. But uh, they have a brand new song out, uh, pretty much wherever you stream your music. Uh, I've listened to it on Spotify. Steve probably listened to it on Apple Music. Um, But... They, the song is called Looking for More, and it's really damn good. <laughs> what did you think of the song? I loved it. I was a little surprised because it's a bit of a departure. It's a little harder. Yeah. Uh, the guitar is, is really nice on this one, and then there's some really cool backing kind of choral vocals that uh, I kind of like, too. So this is a departure from what we got on Creatures, but it is good. 
Yeah, it's it's more of a rocker. It's got a little less of the country feel. Um, I uh, I sent a message. Well, I messaged George and Kevin after I heard it, but I told Kevin he was. Uh, I was a little shocked he was bringing the thunder on this one. <laughs> At the beginning, there you got the big Tom hits, and it's pretty sweet. He thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I. Uh... I wanted to ask Kevin if he provided some of the backing vocals. <laughs> I would imagine. I, I would bet he did because, I mean, he's – if you watch some of their videos, he does sing, so for Behind the Kit. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is – the song isn't the only thing about this yes. whole project, so. Uh, this song is actually part of a project they are working on. Um, they have a crowdfunder. Uh, it's crowdfunder.com. And just search for Jack the Radio. And they are working on, it's kind of an interesting project. Uh, it looks like they're teaming up with some artists that have kind of independent comic characters. Or I don't even know the full extent of it. But um, they are, it, actually I have it on my phone here. But um, So they're work, working on a seven-inch single. Basically, it's got two songs on each side. Um, and they're also doing like an exclusive T-shirt. They have a, an enamel pin set, a sticker set. And all of this is on the crowdfunder. You can get as much or as little of that as you want. I back the seven inch and the T-shirt. So looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they kind of... You know, George is an artist and he's a big comics fan. And that's kind of how we discovered Jack the Radio was through a comic book that they put out. So that they actually have a character called Jack the Radio and he's kind of teaming up in this project with these two characters. One's called Cancor, which is actually what this Looking for More is about. And the other one is called the Sabertooth Swordsman. So I don't know. I, I, I want to find out more about these characters because they sound really interesting. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, so they have a crowdfunder. They're looking for backers. They're close to their goal, but not quite there yet. But yeah, I and that's crowdfunder them. without the E. So if you're just listening and you're not looking at the screen right now, it's C-R-O-W-D-F-U-N-D-R.com. So don't put the E in there. I don't know if they've got it somehow where it puts you there anyhow. But Yeah. Um, just no go to e. yep, crowdfunder.com and just search for Jack the Radio and you'll find it. It's yeah. the first thing that pops up. Nothing better than marrying music and comics. And so yeah. Creatures, when they did that, was fantastic. It was so fun listening to the record while reading a comic about the record at the same mm -hmm. time. So uh, he oh, knows how to do it. Go I ahead. didn't say that. The The seven-inch single comes with a mini comic as well that features yep. all three of these characters. So, Yep. So get over there to Crowdfunder yep. and get that purchased. Very cool. Happy to support our friends. Yeah, and check out the song too. Go to your wherever you stream your music and so check it out. Good. I think you're going to dig it. It really it's is so, good. It's so good. And then you're going to go back and you're going to go find Creatures and then you're going to go find their previous work yep. and you're going to be happy that you did. I have Creatures right up there on my wall. That's, that's good. <laughs> Backwards pointing. So, 
Well, all right, Mr. Mundy, you've had your chance to talk about our boys, but now I'm going to put you on the spot. My favorite thing, being on the spot. You never miss, so you can just be quiet. This one may take you a little bit because it's not super obvious. Okay. Are you ready? As I'm going to get. All right. So for those of you who normally listen, we do Who's That Band? And it's usually an album review. and We figure out who the review is talking about. Last time I did a series of facts about a band. And this, too, is a series of facts about a band. And he's got to figure out who I'm talking about. Try to get some obscure ones. So are you ready? Yeah. Fact number one. Their early influence was The Cure and New Order. Okay. Not That really uh, narrows it down. Yeah, really. No, I can't imagine what they could possibly sound like. <laughs> okay, ready for number two? Sure. On the tour supporting their fourth record, they donated 100% of ticket sales to local charities. On uh, say the on their tour supporting what their fourth record. Okay, so it's got to be a group with a little longevity at least. I have a guess. Who are you guessing? Wow, that can't be right though. So yeah. something like that, like you uh, two comes to mind, but they're mm -hmm. like kind of contemporaries with the Cure and New Order. True, and not only that, Bono's kind of an ass. He likes to rip other musicians. I doubt if he's giving all his money away to charities. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Anyway, it's, you're it wrong. Sound like sound like something he would would do to pat himself on the back. Possibly. Yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, the contemporary thing that's that can't be them. So okay, number three, the lead singer of this group sang backup for New Order in two thousand. Continuing the new order. Okay. Um, did you say a year? You didn't say a year when they donated the money, right? You just their nope, fourth it was album. just on their fourth record. Uh, is it no doubt? Nope. Good guess, though, with the... Uh, yeah, that's not a bad guess. I mean, they covered, and uh, I can't remember the group but they covered a song that was very much of that era ilk. number four this group was nominated for 13 grammys and they won <laughs> two wow i told you i was hitting you hard this time yeah i don't that doesn't really help me no softballs this group was on the simpsons was on the simpsons yep Well, let's see. Two, two bands come to mind that I know were on The Simpsons. I'm not a big Simpsons fan, so I know Metallica has been on The Simpsons, and this yep. definitely isn't them. Oh, are uh, you sure? Yes. <laughs> they sound um, just like New Order. Yeah. Well, again, contemporaries, early right, 80s. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> and Greed Day. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this I'll one? May give it away. Try another one. Okay. You only Something have you only have three to. to go. Something needs to. <laughs> the first word in the name of the band is an adjective, not a verb. Oh wow. 
<laughs> See the wheels are turning. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh boy, I have no idea. I that this is so that's telling me that I have no idea right now. But as soon as I figure it out or hear it, I'm gonna be like, of course. Duh. Okay. Uh, the next one isn't. I, I wrote this down, and I'm like, he's never. This isn't going to help. The drummer is the CEO of a tech company. Yeah, no, I don't think so. The last one. Got this group is from Chicago. From Chicago. Chicago. Wow, that could be. Still so, lives in Chicago. So many bands. Um, is it Fallout Boy? Nope. See, I'm trying to think of Chicago bands. Wow. Oh man, I don't, it's probably somebody that I don't even know is from Chicago. I think you will when you hear it. You're gonna be like, "Oh yeah." So <clears throat> that was my last clue. Yeah, we're gonna talk about him in a minute. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. Smashing. Yeah. So it was. <laughs> not only was it supposed to be an adjective, but they decided they could pick any vegetable. They just landed on pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought that was cool that they gave up uh, 100% of ticket sales. Yeah. Um, most of that stuff is, I obviously, I did not know. So. <laughs> no, and the Cure New Order was a bit of a surprise. Eh. Not now. But yeah, yeah. When they first seriously. when when Gish and Siamese Dream came out, I wouldn't have ever placed those. But so there you have it, everybody. Smashing All right. Pumpkins. I don't want it to be an adjective. It's more rock and roll if it's a verb. <laughs> but rockers are glammy. <laughs> it sounds more British if you think it of is. it as an adjective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little smashing pumpkins. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, <laughs> a European thing for sure. Yeah, smashing. All right. Well, that was actually a lead, and I'm not going to do that ever again because now that you know my game of sneaking clues <laughs> into who we're doing that night, I think I've done it twice now. So <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Is that showing? Hi. Okay. Let's get started then. We are talking about. Second part, second act of this rock opera. Did you have a chance to read through the story? A little bit, but I, I'm going to be totally honest. I, with the first chunk of this act one, I guess, like this story is so ridiculous and convoluted. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> I, I gave up on that a long time ago. It's more just for me, it's like, how does the music sound and how does Billy sound singing over the music? I mean, when you hear him sing, you know, it's Billy Corgan, but he's got different levels of, you know, whatever. Agreed. So sure. that it's more about that for me. I, this story is just ridiculous, which is funny. So I got a little story for you. Go. Yeah. Uh, obviously tea bags is not with us tonight. So, um, but I ran into him at Kroger the other day and uh, we kind of chit chatted about this for a second. And I mentioned, you know, we, we mentioned the story and he was like, he's like, I wonder if we were young and this was 
like a new Smashing Pumpkins thing and they were still, you know, fresh and they were younger and would we think this was amazing and not ridiculous? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's pretty out there. It is most definitely out there. I will say <clears throat> there are some connections in some of, I think this group of songs is better than the first group. There's some real, um, some songs I think that are a lot stronger than anything that was on the first one. I agree 100%. And there are some elements to the story that really hit with current politics and social media and things, even though the story's wonky, the things that happen within the story, especially with the X and I, those things I think are very relevant today. So in some ways I think this works. It, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit kooky when I just give you a brief overview of some of these, I'm sure you yeah. guys listen. You haven't paid attention. You're going to be like, what the hell? But, yeah. um, <laughs> but I think it connects to the music better. I think the song lyrics are actually telling more of a story in this one than they did in the other one. Personally. Okay. So yeah. let's just dig in. <laughs> let's just tell everybody. Um, it's, it's almost hard to say. It's like trying to explain a comic book to somebody. By the time you're done, you feel like... Yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing when you read it, but now you're saying it, it's like, oh my God. Yes, like yeah. Cool. Trying to describe a Batman story and we're like, yeah, and then he punched this guy <laughs> and then he did some detective work and figured and they're like... And he got on a cosmic treadmill. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so this one starts off with uh, the song called Avalanche. And so this is our, our group of heroes here, Osiris and Nighthawk and Ruby, who has Shiny's personality inside of it. It's a robot, and they're leaving this uh, amusement park. And um, they're traveling and looking out over the expanse of sunflowers as they travel. So does the song fit that feel, Mr. Mundy? Uh, if you're talking about drifting out over a field of sunflowers i feel like the first minute 20 of this might feel like that a little bit because it's kind of you know this is the beginning of act two so they take this song's almost six minutes long but the first minute 20 is really just kind of an intro just an instrumental kind of you know mellow intro and then it kicks into an actual song so. It's got some soft vocal, or not vocals, but um, somebody's just talking. It, it sounds like a young kid talking. Yes, yeah, the there's a little, yeah, it like, sounds like kids, you know, just chit-chatting <clears throat> or something in the background. But, yeah, and then we get into the regular song, and it's, I don't know, it's like kind of a pleasant sort of upbeat, you know, rock song. It's not nothing too heavy, nothing too crazy. Um, the keys and the guitars sound really good. Yeah, lots of synth. And then there's what I like is there is a little bit of that old pumpkin sound sprinkled throughout with the guitar over the synth. And so mm -hmm. I, it kind of brings that home for me. Otherwise, I still think it was a little too long. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it needed to be six minutes long, but um, not a bad start. It gets us kind of where we're going. And it brings us into a fantastic song, number two, Empires. Love that. I one. agree tons and tons of riffage on the song uh very cool uh you know i my favorite pumpkin song i've said before is zero so i like them a little bit heavier 
and mm -hmm. this one definitely delivers on that um really sweet groove uh billy sounds great the backing vocals on this song specifically but throughout this whole thing the backing vocals the feet the females that are singing behind billy through this whole project have are stellar she is really, she's been really on uh, like the last four records I, I think since oceana she came on okay well Whoever it is, she's really good, and she they use her very well in this project. Yeah, let me get her. Uh... But this is uh, Empires. Is I mean, it's just like a, a proper kick-ass rock and roll song. Some some good good smashing pumpkins for me. Yeah, um, Katie Cole. Okay, is, is her name. And so this one, <clears throat> what I like about this one is um, so. She, Shiny's personality, of course, is in this robot, uh, Ruby, and it's delivering a message to the world and specifically to the X and I um, about what's going on. And so this song calls out what this government is. It's a fascist government. Mm -hmm. um, he says, the fascist face of faith, empires kiss the brutal fist of hate, empires who owns the black of night. Um, and it's like you said, it is hard. And the guitar riff in this one is kind of rolling. It reminds me a little bit of Jelly Belly or Geek USA. Okay. Definitely harder, faster paced. And then I wondered, it says, uh, but a zero can't leave well enough alone. So the shiny former name in previous albums was Zero. So I assume that's harkening back to when that was Zero or he was Zero. All right. So, there you go. So that was Empire's number two. We both agree. Fantastic. Yep. And then we come back down a little bit with a really cool gem called Neophyte. Um, and this one has to do with, um, I'm just going to read this because it says, June and all the other prisoners orbiting in space see the message Shiny is, um, or his personality is delivering through propaganda because they have TVs on and their rockets or whatever they're in, their ships at all times. So, June realizes the opportunity to save Shiny has become very real. And so she goes on the march of life with him headed towards the sun. But then all of the prisoners who are in space around follow suit. So they're all traveling with Shiny towards the sun. All right. There you have it. <laughs> so uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really dig the synths in this one. They sound pretty sweet. Um, I, this is one, like, I, it's not, I don't know, it's definitely not one of my highlight songs, but it's kind of like this, the synths kind of pull you in and kind of, you know, lull you into this, mm -hmm. you know, sense of relaxation. It's like, I feel like if you close your eyes, you get lost in this song. Mm -hmm. you, you know, put your headphones on, close your eyes, you kind of get lost in this song which I don't know if that goes with what you just described. What you just described kind of, I don't know, sounds like there's a little more action in that, and this is kind of like chill. And... It's chill, but but Billy says it, it, this has to do with a moment of optimism. After okay. hearing the message, there's, there's some optimism out there. And so it definitely right. isn't a black, dark song by yeah. any means. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think this one too has, I agree with everything that you just said, but it has a really nice 
bass groove underneath it, but it's not like overpowering, but it's there and it's really cool. Okay. Nice groove in this song. So yeah, it's not, it's probably not one of my top two or three, but I really did like it. Um, and I would definitely listen to it again. And then that brings us to number four. This one is the statement back from the X and I, the evil group that um, takes care of the government. They're like their henchmen or whatever. And they noticed that thousands of prisoners in exile are going into the March of Life. Something has happened because of the propaganda video or because of the other video calling them out. And so they have to tell the public, oh, everything's okay. You didn't see what you think you saw. This one is so much like politics today where we say something and then when you get called on, you got to kind of double down and you got to, you know, figure out how to, you know, I guess, ease the pain of what just happened to yourself and um, smooth things over a bit. And so this one is called Moss and it is sung by that evil organization. Okay. Well, the song, uh, big riffs again, uh, really cool groove. Um, Speaking of the bass line that you liked from the last song, I, this mm -hmm. one is really cool. It, the The bass line really, it, it almost sounds more like it, it is a synth-generated bass line. Mm -hmm. can't really tell. I have to right. listen to it a little bit more. But um, it, it's basically just following the guitar riff, but the guitar drops out, and that, that bass riff, that same riff, with the bass line just kind of carries the song and the guitar comes in and out really, really, I mean, fantastic execution on that. Um, uh, the solo is pretty fun. And again, Katie with the backing vocals, mm -hmm. outstanding. This, I, this is one of my highlights for sure. Yeah. There's during this song, when Jimmy's drumming, he has this real snappy part and it sounds like a whip cracking. Um, and it, it's over and over and it's kind of re repeated. And I think that is so clever when we're talking about this totalitarian regime and um, this group of like henchmen or whatever they are, you know, the X and I um, with cracking whips on the crowd or whatever, mm -hmm. keeping people in line. I thought that was really clever. And it has the song has almost a bit of a march to it. Um, and it has yeah. people meowing in the background. So you cannot beat that. <laughs> so. I love it. This is, it's one of my top two on this record for sure. I love this song. It's called Boss. Well, far, far from my top two is the next song. Night Waves? Uh, I did not care for this one at all. Um, Yeah. It's, um, it would be a skip over for me. There's only one thing I was thinking, yeah. but I wrote, you can almost feel this one as like somebody looking out the window reminiscing. And like, if you're in a movie, you see um, highlights or, you know, the past flying by and they're looking out wistfully and montage the, kind of thing. Yeah. I, that's, that's <laughs> what I got from this one, but without that it's flat. Yeah. So, but I wondered when that talks about Ophelia and I just wondered if that's a reference to being manipulated like Polonius manipulated Ophelia and the X and I manipulate the public. So I was kind of getting a connection there possibly. I need to look at those. Trying to equate his story to Shakespeare. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't think you pull that name out. I, yeah. Unless uh, you're alluding to yes. something. That is Ophelia is not uh, a common name drop. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. And then it says that song, Ophelia, and I'm thinking, I don't know that Billy would reference a song from a couple years ago, but I don't know. You never know what's in that guy's brain. This is true. This is definitely true. Um, so that brings us to Space Age. So shiny ship continues to float towards the sun, now coming extremely close. The Seraphim sing this song about how important shiny is to those back on Earth and how his fate will soon be determined. And as the Seraphim are singing, shiny ship comes to a complete halt due to unknown forces. And that is Space Age. Okay. What do you think? Um, the, this is another very synthy song, uh, and it kind of lives up to its name. It's got like kind of a retro futuristic space age feel, if you will. Um, it's just really more than anything, this song is just kind of a so so ballady type song. Yep, I didn't, I didn't love it, I didn't hate it. It felt the most conventional of the, the the songs that just didn't blow me away. It felt mm -hmm. like the most conventional of all of them. Yeah, I would agree ballad. with that. It's pretty straight up. There's nothing real frilly or surprising or daring about it. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But, um, okay, next one is called Every Morning. We go to Dr. Aish's safe house. Sitting by the fire, Dr. Aish begins to sing about the days in which he grew up and wishes that Osira and Nighthawk could experience those simpler times. We can all relate to that because we always talk about the good old days. And Osira sings in the second half of the song about how the resistance is what will bring the general public together. And that is every morning. What would you think? Um, it's, it's okay. Uh, the first two minutes are kind of... It's weird to say stripped down when you're talking about something that's mostly electronic music, but mm -hmm. it's kind of what it felt like. It, it's very basic electronic stuff. There's not a whole lot going on. It doesn't feel like there's tons of layers, um, you know, like a Nine Inch Nails or what, what have you. Mm -hmm. um, and after we get past that first two minutes uh the song changes a bit and it, it's almost uh, it sounded to me a lot like kind of an 80s pop song mm -hmm. i agree very much mm -hmm. absolutely and i what i put is <clears throat> the the music behind felt like mood music because it like you said the others are layered and there's some feels like there's just something going on and here it just felt like it was set in a mood and then you then you get a little bit of piano midway through yep. The drum beat is very simple. Yep. Uh, picks up a little bit. I did like the song. I like the lyrics. In Requiem, we cry. And in Requiem, we tried. In Mortis, I might weep. In Chapters, I can't read. Looking yeah. back at the past about your regrets and thoughts. And, you know, I just thought this song really did. Like, I can imagine if I'm watching this as a rock opera, this song would really do what it, it says it's going to do. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned Requiem and... <laughs> <laughs> my uh the dick part of my brain hearing this song i was like oh billy found a new word he figured out what requiem meant because <laughs> he says it a lot <laughs> oh and that one yeah yeah but um but yeah no i i, I enjoyed this song it, you know it was, especially after the first two minutes i like i mean it, it sounds like 80s pop but that's i love that so <laughs> yeah and i feel like we're <clears throat> kind of going through this lull to to increase to where we really kick some butt again in a minute. And I think the next song, To the Grays, 
-hmm. also feels a bit like an 80s song. And this one, this is like a real pisser for everybody in space. They're, they're <laughs> traveling. A shiny ship turns around and starts traveling back to Earth. But June and everybody else continues on towards the sun. It's like, ah, oh, what a wicked pisser. But huh. June seems to be fine with it. Okay. Well, the the way I the reason I said that is, you know, as he's turning and coming back, she says, "No, I could never lose. I only wanted love." Like, she's got her what she wanted. She, Chinese going back. He's going to save her, whatever, save the earth. So she's accomplished what she set out to do, even though she's hurling towards the sun with a bunch of prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the song, I, there's not a lot for me here, I feel. I don't, it's not great. It's not terrible. It just kind of rides the middle for me. It's, it's okay. It's just not a lot for me to hang my hat on here yeah yeah i if the song itself didn't do a lot for me um i just i, I think i like the story more than the song on that one yeah. <laughs> just because it's so cruel <laughs> but then we get back to another highlight because he kind of lulls us in and then he slams us with the betrayal of dr h who turns them over to the x and i and as uh, Nighthawk is walking out to give himself up. They brutally murder him. And so that is what Beguiled is about. What do you think of this? This was actually the first song that was released even before yes. the podcast. Yeah. And I, on TikTok. Yes. And uh, that was, I mean, I liked it then. I That gave me hope for, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins that I like. And get a little bit of that, but not a whole lot. But yeah, this song's great. I mean, it's Chugs. Chug, 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 mm -hmm. you know, little staccato, chuggy riff. Love that. Um, something I picked up that I didn't really focus on before is um, there's some like little guitar, electric guitar squalls, like squealy noises that kind of accent the tail end of the riff here mm -hmm. and there. And I, I think that gave it some really cool touches like some little subtle because it's not out front it's not super loud mm -hmm. just kind of the tail end of the riff you get a little whine and it works really well yeah i i i um i loved it when it came out because again mm -hmm. like you said it was kind of a throwback to my favorite times but then as when you finally realize what the song is about and then the lyrics are like oh I convey I've sold out your dear cause and the king has placed us in his jaws. Like, ah, that makes so much sense now. I don't know what the hell he was talking about before, but now it right. totally makes sense. Fits in the story. Um, and to your point a second ago about gave, giving you hope for this, I'm going to tell you when this is over, if we wanted to create, and maybe we will, a 10-song album. Oh, yeah. This, it would be a killer <laughs> album. You know what I mean? Yeah, out of 33 songs, yeah, we could probably <laughs> condense it down to, yeah, something that I would listen to. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it would be, I think if you're you're looking at Beguiled and Moss and Empires, you know, it's just like, yeah. this would be a kick-ass album. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I just said kick-ass twice. Three times now. Dang it. Let me stop that. Sorry. All right. right. I, I'm, I'm good. I've... Listening back to the shows, like I'm really good at saying really, 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 really. How'd you feel about it? Really like it. Really good. 
Just say it differently each time you say it. It's like yeah. a different word. Okay, let's go to the uh, penultimate song, The Culling. Great and, title. Um, it is, and they're, they're being cold, <laughs> I think, right? <laughs> and this one is sung by Ruby, and this is uh, how they're escaping out of the um, safe house. <laughs> safe house. And so uh, Ruby and Osira escape. Dr. H is left behind, presumably to die, and it's sung by Ruby as they escape. So what do you think of this one? Um, really dig the synth riff, uh, like mm -hmm. kind of the main melody with the synths. Very cool. Um, the There's some like, I don't know, I, I don't know what to call it, like a guitar noodling in the, mm -hmm. like kind of the middle third of the song. That's a lot of fun. And the last third of the song is kind of the most interesting for me. It's a bit, I don't know, it, it, it's a bit repetitive, but I mean, you could say that about almost any song, but it's interesting. The Yeah, the last third of the song kind of, I don't know, it's a little meatier than the rest, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The synth work and the guitar working together are really strong in this song. Um, and then the, the drums are really powerful, but they're slow. You know, Jimmy yeah. is really kind of a snappy, fast paced. He's a jazz drummer, essentially. And, um, but here they were pretty slow and powerful. Nice background chorus. And, um, I, I thought it was interesting too. As they're flying out, they, you know, in the lyrics, he talks about God ascends. We know there's something special about Shiny. I mean, the seraphim sing and they, you know, bring him back away from the sun. And his spirit is within Ruby, who shoots out of the, they escape by flying out on it with a jetpack. So God ascends okay. as part of the lyrics. So that seems to match there. Otherwise, that would have been lost on me. But because it's not, I dug it. So Culling, I think, is a pretty good song. And then the final song, we have no reference. So I haven't heard Billy talk about what oh. Springtimes is about. So we're going he, to conjecture. Has he not done a podcast about this one yet? No, I haven't. Well, if he did, it just got released. Oh, it gets released today, I think, or tomorrow. Okay. Maybe it's tonight at midnight or something, but um, I haven't heard it yet. So gotcha. Anyway, let's. There's something I want to bring up with you and see what if you can piece it together. Um, do you want to talk about your what you think about the music first, and then we'll talk. This was a lyric that I want to ask you about. I didn't really have anything to say about this one. I don't. It, it just. I don't know. It didn't inspire any comments from me. It was just kind of. I I found myself not paying attention to this one very much didn't really grab me okay so. <laughs> well it, i just checked and it is out okay. so we'll follow up and fact check ourselves and see so um i thought the delivery and the cadence was kind of cool in this song it was a little bit different he would go to the end of a song and it would like tag an extra word on before he go to the next and so i dug that june's flying towards the sun it says with stars that swirl as but leaves i thought that was really a poetic line very cool visual and then um it's it says love our son our sexton so it's a nice clever burial reference mm -hmm. and it has kind of that cool guitar jam um, and there's acoustic on this one too which yes there's not much acoustic on the record that caught my ear a little bit but that i mean that was about it because yes there is not very much at all that i noticed until this song so my question for you is, we have a reference to 
leaves falling and dying, right? They're swirling out there, which means they've fallen off a tree. And then the sexton who buries people, right? They okay. work in a graveyard. So it's a burial reference. And if you're looking at like the lifespan of something, it's dying. So we're in fall or winter. But the song is called Springtimes. What does it mean? What do you think? Huh. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean... Yeah, the title's right there, but then, which, you know, springtime, that evokes the opposite of what he's singing about, really. So oh, he's, he's yeah. kind of singing about almost like death, decay, burial, and ending, and then the title is springtime, which suggests the opposite of that, birth, renewal, regeneration, Unless it's talking about because they're swirling, maybe it's talking about spring where the winds are high. I don't know. But my initial thought was if you have leaves blowing, it's usually fall and yeah. then the burial. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see what he says about it, if there's going to be like a reversal and the rest of them are then turned and sent back or what. But right. it'd be more interesting if she flies into the sun. <laughs> well, I mean, she did her job and she sacrificed herself. That'd be kind of cool. Then we have a whole third third act. What are we doing there? Um, I don't know. A lot of songs worth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. So um, I'll probably listen as we go, and I know we'll hit it. I think it's April, was it 19th or, or April 14th? I don't know. Somewhere there. It's the week after Metallica. I know for those two weeks. We're oh, gonna right, very, right. We're going to be yeah. very happy people. So, um, But that's in April that we'll finish that part up. So let's wrap it up. Monday, what do you give it out of five stars? Will you listen again? Final thoughts. Um, I would probably give it a three and a half out of five. Um, I mean, this is I I am a very casual Smashing Pumpkins fan. I always have been. Definitely love it when they go heavier. Hence, you know, my three highlights of this were definitely Empires, Moss, and Beguiled. Um there's a lot going on here, obviously, story-wise with all of it. And it, it's that is a bit overwhelming and kind of silly for me. But I, you know, the music is not bad. Not bad. So yeah. three and a half. Yep. Um yeah, I just because I'm more generous <laughs> and I love them, but maybe a four, three and a half, three seven five. Um, I'm with you though. My top three are those those songs. Yeah. Um, I, I like I like that when you dig in, there is meat there. There, it, mm -hmm. the story, however wonky it might be, yeah. does come through in the songs. And I, I think there's a lot of ambition. And one thing about Billy is he is very ambitious and he doesn't care. He does what he wants to do, and he's actually recording a another album right now he started it before christmas as this one is playing out and coming out so that right after this is over there's going to be a rock album i think he was going back and it's going to be heavier or something but oh so the third act is already done and he's moved on to something else oh yeah yeah everything's wow. done completely okay. and he's recording a new album him and uh, jimmy have been in the uh studio since early december All recording right. the new work so we're going to have even more pumpkins i still my favorite Three are the first three. Um, Siamese Dream is one of my favorite albums of all time. Always will be. It's incredible. But 
there's a lot here to like. I don't love every song, but I appreciate every song, and I love the killer ones. So, uh, three, three, seven, five, and I'm definitely going to listen again. And I appreciate it. I said it at the beginning. Listening to it song by song without the full context and having mm-hmm. it play like an album is not as good. It's definitely better beginning to end for me. Yeah, listening to them. Yeah, it, that is definitely a different experience. Like I, I, I have not been listening to all of the podcasts just because I don't care that much. <laughs> right. Honest. Um, but the ones that I did check out, it, it's really, yeah, taking these as one song is a very different experience than listening to this whole album. And I think uh, the songs themselves, I think, benefit from being part of the whole. Yeah, sure. I, I think uh, Empire's following Avalanche gives mm-hmm. a greater impact. I think that Moss following Neophyte, greater impact. And yeah. so I think those songs are kind of heightened by that. And if you don't, you don't get that if you don't listen to the whole record. Yeah. So I hope people check it out. I'd love to hear some opinions about that. But um, I think that's it. We've done it. All right. We've, uh, played Who's That Band? And we've talked about an entire record. So, Monday, what are we doing next week? I have no idea what we're doing next week. <laughs> I was hoping you did because I don't. We have to say, I don't think we've even discussed it at all. So, uh, If anybody has any opinions or wants to drop us a line and say, hey, please review this, do it. There is not a ton of new music coming out right now. Um, I know there's song or new music coming out, but doesn't mean we want to listen to it. So <laughs> We'll listen to about anything, but we do have limits. Yeah. I think. So, All right, Mr. Mundy. Where might we find you, sir? Oh, I got a comment. Let's check out the comment. Let's play Who Is That Hottie with the Big... <laughs> I think I know who this might be. <laughs> Let's play Who Is That Hottie with the Big Nose, and the only answers are either Bob Dylan or Getty Lee. Review Bob. I, I don't think she really wants that to happen. That's not going to go how she wants it to. No, I think it is because you're going to trash him and she's going to come back with a dissertation for every comment about why you're wrong. So oh, real fast though, this is, this is really fun. Uh, cool fact about Getty Lee. So at the um, Negro baseball hall of fame, they had these, this uh, display case and it had hundreds of signed baseballs. And how did they get there? Getty Lee went to auctions and bought every baseball and donated them to the museum because he's a big wow. baseball fan. And that museum cool. was awesome. That was beautiful. And, um, Oh, no, she's right about this one. So th- we will do this song next week. Here's the challenge for Mr. Mundy. Okay. And if he doesn't like it, I have to question him actually, because this song is brilliant. <laughs> um, we have been challenged to review. It's all right, ma. I'm only bleeding. And, um, the, listener says that Mundy will like it i'm certain um this is one of the greatest all-time bob songs for me um so it'll be interesting to see what Mundy does think about it all right i will oh. report back oh i'm gonna say it right here Mundy. this makes it official Are you ready because paul's not here you know i'm gonna put no <laughs> yeah you do ready oh there you go we need paul on the show for sound bites yeah Someday, right. maybe. 
Someday, I hope. Well, we're going to come back next week, definitely with Bob Dylan. We will find something else to review. And um, Mr. Money, where can we find you if we want to find you out there? Easiest place is on Instagram. Just uh, my handle on the show, at Metalhead Monday. And there it is, folks, at Metalhead Monday on Instagram. And you can find me um, at Foggy's Pal on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find me on TikTok, sitting behind the kit over here, not playing a whole lot because I'm kind of embarrassing, but I play a little. <laughs> and um, I talk about music most of the time. And I the other day I talked about this little beauty right here. Uh, glare. Can you see it? Can you see it's, it now? I can see it's signed. Yes. I can't tell who it is. That is Jim Cornelison. He is the, um, on, oh, if you that, go to, that's the announcer at the, yeah, the fuel. Is that right? The Blackhawks. He's Black the, Hawks, uh, okay. anthem singer. And, there um, it's the most insane thing to see the anthem song with this guy and the crowd goes crazy. But anyway, he's got this. Uh, it's called Live the Salute, and he sells these bobbleheads and shirts, and he gives money to the veterans. Awesome. Um, it is really cool. He's an awesome dude. And uh, anyway, bought that last week. And we have one last comment before we go. No pressure, but if he doesn't like it, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> 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 oh, no. But, okay, here's the deal. If you do, or if he does like it, you have to make five other people subscribe and listen. <laughs> challenge accepted or you move out all right <laughs> wow i know it's hardcore around this place all right so that is the show for this week we'll be back next sunday hopefully and um hopefully none of us will be on the march of life and then you can find us on youtube apple music spotify stitcher or you can find us on facebook like you did tonight Castbox and soundcloud so definitely Make sure you come back. Oh, God, another comment. Deal. <laughs> All right. So it's on next week. Bob Dylan and whatever else we find. It has been fun tonight, and we will see you all next week on Wanderings and Wool Gathering. Bye now.